Welcome to Authentic Living with Roxanne on Global Voice Radio. Join Roxanne Durhage and her thought-provoking conversations, the catalyst to live your life to the fullest. It's uh, Roxanne Durhodge again. So nice that you're joining us yet again for Authentic Living with Roxanne. So um, this week I have a special young lady, I'm going to say, that I met uh, not too long ago in Ottawa. And she's a member of uh, the Canadian Association of Professional Speakers like myself, Natalie Plamondon Thomas. Is that correct? That's correct. You did very good. I thought I was going to screw that up. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about uh, Natalie. She's the founder of Think Yourself Academy, speaker, master coach, and she's the number one bestseller of not just one book, but seven books on wellness and empowerment. What an achievement. Um, She's accumulated almost 25 years in sales and uh, actively energizing the fitness industry for about 30 years as a fitness instructor, personal instructor, nutrition, nutrition specialist, and wellness specialist. She combines fitness strengths with neuroscience, uh, uh, one of my loves, along with uh, brain programming or NLP. She's a master practitioner in NLP. She retrains your brain to allow you to take charge of your life and get get inspired within. You can take a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. Somehow you can. So I'm very interested in hearing how you (laughs) Welcome, welcome on this fine Monday morning. Thank you, Roxanne, for for having me on your show. I'm really, really excited. I love what you're doing and how you inspire people to live an authentic life. Um, it's uh, it's always my pleasure to uh, to share my my message, I guess, um, with with your audience or with um, with people who are interested in um, bettering their life. Absolutely. So tell you said uh, I know this is the formal bio, but tell people a bit about who Natalie really is and and what the essence is of of what you bring to yourself to the world and kind of in your message out there sure sure so um i guess the first thing about me (laughs) is that my parents were freaks um they (laughs) big time so we had signs everywhere in the house you can do this you're amazing you're awesome and they had the big rah rah you know positive thinking um on sundays we didn't have to go to church Uh, But we had to sit down in the living room and get brainwashed with motivational tapes. So we, my brother and I had to sit down in the living room every Sunday listening to (laughs) motivational tapes, Zig Ziglar, Ogmandino, Jean-Marc Chaput, etc. There was that um, bedtime story that my parents used to tell me. which was new at the time and it's the oldest motivational uh story in the speaking world and we're we've all used it and overused it but to me uh when i was hearing it it was my favorite bedtime story and it was new and it's the story of the starfish so the old man on the beach throwing starfishes in the water and um the little girl comes and says oh what are you doing uh, sir and then he said well i have to throw back the starfishes in the water because if i don't they're gonna die And the little girl said, well, um, you can't save them all. There's hundreds of them on the beach. What difference is it going to make? And then he took one starfish and he said, for this one, it makes the whole difference. So as a six years old, I wanted to become a starfish savior. I wanted to save the world. I didn't want to be a nurse. I didn't want to be an actress. I wanted to be a starfish savior. So all my life, I was looking for platforms to help people. Even at school, I had a little corner where my friends would come and tell me their problems. I should I should have recorded some of these conversations. I could have you know, people today. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, um, so I uh, discovered fitness a long time ago. So that was my first platform as a fitness instructor about thirty years ago. Started to um, help people uh, because through fitness I could I could have a, a big impact. I, I was teaching like twenty classes a week, and and I could really um, make a difference in people's life. Then realize that people. Um, would um, even have a better impact when I was working one-on-one with them as a personal trainer. Okay? And then I realized they were going home and eating craps. So I had to do some nutrition as well. So I became a nutrition and wellness specialist. And my first book, When You're Hungry, You Gotta Eat, was on nutrition. 
until I realized that all of this is good, but eating well, exercising is just, they're just behaviors. The, the clients that I was um, working with, they were successful. And I was looking at, at my coworkers and, and not everybody was successful. And I realized the difference is not that I'm giving them a better squat or that I can give them a better kale salad recipe. It's because they're starting to think differently. They're starting to change their mindset. They started to think like me. So then I realized, oh my gosh, that was about 10 years ago. I thought, ha, huh. I thought I was lucky. I had my parents. They had brainwashed me as a kid and, and too bad for everybody else. You know, you didn't get my parents. You don't get to think that way. And that, that it's it. It is. It is what it is. And, and our um, mindset is set in stone and, and I'm very lucky, right? Until I realized, oh my gosh, you can change. You can learn that. It is, it is actually a science. And, and then I started to study neuroscience and I did, I did tons of courses. I did a master in um, neuro-linguistic programming. And, and that's when I really shifted uh, the transformation with my clients big time because then I, I was really able to transform, you know, um, when you go to the doctor with a broken foot and then you leave the doctor and he says, how's your foot? Oh, very good. My foot is, thank you, doctor. You fixed my foot. But when people leave my office, they say, I ask them, so how's your foot? And they say, what foot? I'm fine. I'm good. They don't remember how they used to feel. It's transformational. When you do a shift in the mind, um, it's so powerful. It's quick. It's transformational. And, and it's, it's, um, it lasts. That's the thing as well, um, because there's so many behaviors that you can do temporarily. That as soon as you go back to the normal behavior, um, then the weight's going to come back, or the old pattern's going to go back, or the self-talk, the negative self-talk will come back. Um, and when you do a transformation right in the mind, and you create a new neural pathway that you choose to adopt instead of the old one, that's when it really makes a difference. Um, so that's when um, I did uh, start to uh, work more. So I've been doing this for about 10 years, so one-on-one -on -one coaching. Um, lots of speaking engagements so my brand is think yourself so i have think yourself thin think yourself successful think yourself wealthy think yourself sexy think yourself a leader um etc and i'm writing of course um the books that work with these uh, with these seminars and workshops that i do so i host live events and now i have an academy with uh, trainers that also uh, work on these topics for me in uh, alberta in ontario and in bc so that oh. is uh, Fantastic. So, so when you're working with people, right? Because I know with myself as a coach, obviously, you know, and as a psychotherapist, it's different. So tell me as an NLP coach, someone comes to you and how do you decide if they're not well enough to proceed, if they need something deeper? Do, can you do, how do you decipher that? Because if someone, let's say somebody comes with to you and there's been a trauma background, for instance, Okay. Um, what do you do with that? Because I, I'm just curious because I'm, I'm not sure. And I, I, I'm sure everyone listening probably that have a lot of different backgrounds, right? Like for instance, with weight, what we knew with trauma victims is that sometimes people don't eat where there could be on the point border of anorexia from yeah. restriction to the point on generally of being too big. So that way they don't attract anybody because trauma gets associated with, um, you know, sex which kind of plays into, I don't want to be looked at in a certain way. So yes, is that, yeah. if someone like that comes to you, for instance, would you send them off to see somebody as a psychotherapist or would you, is there things that you could do with them immediately to start transforming them? Okay. Um, so the first, um, there is no right or wrong answer here. There's no, um, it's, it's case by case. So it, it will always depend. Um, now, the the world that i'm in and and the belief that i have is that whomever comes to me i will always be able to help them um now when somebody comes to me with a um a severe um let's say maybe a, a diagnosed uh, mental illness um i refer them absolutely um it did happen once in 10 years 
Yeah. Was I able to help them anyway? Yes, absolutely. Because there are lots of, lots of methods. And, and just by teaching them how their brain works and how whatever linguistically, whatever they, they think, whatever they say to themselves will happen, that yes. there's a lot of, of teaching that can be learned. Um, now, when somebody is uh, a healthy individual um, that that is functioning in society and they did have a trauma and a trauma by the way um there are severe traumas and i i have helped um a lady who used to live in a small town um in a country where it was okay for for um young girls to get raped every day so uh, up until 14 years old she was you know yeah very very badly mistreated and she had done a tremendous amount of work she lives here in canada now she's she's in her, she's in her 50s and she's perfectly fine like she's done so much clearing and so much work with with lots of professional and yet unconsciously every time she would have relationship with her husband which is a nice tender man very kind and gentle yet she her, her body would would um, would crisp would would tense right just because it, it is what it is right or her unconscious mind was remembering even if so we worked together for not even that long maybe we did six sessions together and now our body doesn't do that anymore because we can address um, what it is what what's the blockage what's in the shadow and specifically what it is because all these experiences and, and some traumas can be as a child, you're playing with your favorite doll at two years old and your brother steals it. And that can be a trauma for you, right? It, it doesn't have to be as, as dramatic, right? And, right, tra right? and traumas and negative emotion that people call negative emotion, because I focus on anger, fear, hurt, sadness, and guilt. Those are the top five. And we experience these every day, all the time. Mm -hmm. um, between the age of zero and seven, we will experience them for the first time. And when it happens, um, that's, that's the root cause. That's, that's when the, 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 the system starts. So I'll get back to your question in a second. Um, what do I do with these clients that experience the trauma? Um, really a trauma, um, being in a house that's burning or running out of toothpaste can have exactly the same impact for, for different individual, right? right? So, so it, it, it is treated the same way. It is to learn what was the positive learning because in, in the prefrontal cortex, all the emotions are created and the, the brain doesn't know the difference between anxiety and excitement, really. Um, so so it's, to, it's to transform the energy to realize that there's no good emotion or bad emotion. They're just emotions. And the one that we call bad or negative emotion, they're, I, I call them powerful emotion because love, tenderness, care, peace, they're great. They're fun, right? They just don't teach us as much because we're, we're relaxed, we're loose, and we're, we're enjoying them. When we experience the powerful emotion, like anger, fear, hurt, sadness, guilt, these are taking us to the next level. They're putting us on our toes, and they're the teaching ones. So whenever you experience anger, what you want to do immediately is say, oh my gosh, I must be learning something because they're, they're teaching me something. What it is that, that am I learning? Oh my gosh, I'm getting to the next level of my life. I should get excited about this. As opposed to be like, oh my gosh, I'm so angry, I'm so upset, and this and that, and this guy cut me off on the highway, he's such a jerk, and blah, 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 blah. So, so what it is that you're learning, and as soon as you acknowledge the learning, even for, for really bad traumas, a lot of times, um, and, and for my, my client who had been, uh, abused uh, and, and I, I did work with a lot of women that were abused as well um, usually there is a learning and and they became a better mom for that or they become a stronger businesswoman um, and, and I have well, I have helped three women getting pregnant uh, as well because they, they just they were biologically able to and somehow there was a blockage in their head so mm -hmm. um, and one of them had been abused as a kid and somehow that that was blocking for her to have children and now she has two uh, twins 
Um, awesome. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's, that's amazing, right? Because it's, it's interesting because I'd like to know the difference because sometimes, you know, people may not know how to approach because you're right. There could be a small T trauma. Could be that I, you know, I got called out when I was three years old, when I was in front of the class, yeah. all the way up to some really horrific things. And like you said, if it's really mental health, then you refer them on. But pretty, pretty much it's, it's realigning. You know, we know that neurons that fire together, uh, wire together, right? So you're really trying to reroute or to create new neural pathways so people yeah. can have different experiences. They're, what they're telling themselves, right? So if I tell myself that, you know, I'm um, not worthy, you know, continually, I, I listened to one of your videos and you were talking about when you, you know, someone gets up and says, I'm fat, I'm fat, I'm fat. <laughs> then guess yeah. what happens, right? Yeah. And um, before you know it, you know, unconsciously, their actions kind of follow that path, which impacts what they kind of um, gain at the end. But then once yeah. they start to learn that they have control, that <gasps> the brain's a powerful tool. Like oh, the wow. Yes, absolutely. But, but really, you know, I always say the, the brain doesn't know the difference between you when you got online and now. You're the one that's telling the brain, all right, I'm here now. I'm present now. Um, they don't know the difference between the past and the present. We are the only ones in control to be able to assist the brain to recognize what's happening, right? Yes. That's just the reality, yeah. as, as, as complicated as it is. Yeah, because the brain doesn't know it's not happening again every time you tell yourself a story that already happened. So this guy that gets cut off the, on the highway gets to work and one once is, is, is angry, right, when it happens. And, and everybody goes there. I go there. Everybody does that, right? So you go to your 30 to 90 second loop of anger. So you go into that, that powerful emotion, you live it, and then you exit the loop. That would be the normal. Most people stay for a second round and a third one and a fourth one, and they stay in that loop. And then they arrive at work. And then they tell the coworker what happened to them. The coworker listens to it and gets upset as well because their brain doesn't know it's not happening to them. The person that's telling the story, their brain doesn't know it's not happening again. So by telling the story over and over, you resend all the pollution in your body a second and a third and a fourth time. And it's not really serving. We really have, like you said, to, we have to assist the brain and tell the brain, okay, this experience is not happening anymore. It did happen. It's over. Because 40% of what we worry about is not even going to happen. 30% yes. of what we worry about has already happened. 10% is, is, is just little miscellaneous health problems, you know, like you have a headache and then you start worrying about it. It's just a headache. Like, don't worry about it. Like, it's going to be gone. It just drink a lot of water. But no, what we do is we panic and then we go Google it and all of a sudden you realize, oh gosh, I got three months to live. I've got a brain tumor. It's just a headache. <laughs> yeah. So there's too many things we, we stress about and we worry about that are not even going to happen at all so the brain doesn't know it's not happening again so i never really encouraged my um my clients to talk about about these things and, and and reliving it and that's why we all cry when we watch this is us because our brain doesn't know it's not happening to us right so we or when we watch a horror movie we're scared we experience fear and we're sitting in our living room <laughs> you know we shouldn't be scared <laughs> but but we our, the brain never knows that it's not happening again or to us right so and i think and in society unfortunately um what we focus on uh, you know are you know you put on the news you know like a lot of my clients would put on the news the first thing in the morning and you know, they already struggle with how they think and then what gets filtered in their brain, right? Yeah. I talk about, you know, obviously rituals and what kind of things do you do first thing in the morning and how do you start your day and those types of things. Sometimes basic things like that, um, basic hygiene, like, you know, sleep and how am I thinking and who am I around? All these natural things that you would think, like you said, you, you grew up uh, being exposed to. Um, unfortunately, I would say that not a lot of people are as privileged as you, Natalie, to be able to have that. I would say generally most people had less than, um, yeah. and they, but as human beings, would you not agree that we're very, very resilient, you know, because oh, I've yeah. seen some phenomenally um, successful people that you would never know anything was wrong. And then, you know, then they come to someone like me or you, I'm sure you've seen people like that yeah. and, and they're a mess internally. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. People are resilient. People are strong. And, and sometimes people look at others and say, I wish I was like that. Well, guess what? You can. You are already. We all have a brain. We all have this astonishing power inside of us. And the, the thing is, we have all the answers we need. We know exactly what to do. And people come in my office and they say, I'm paying you $200, $200 an hour. You have to tell me what to do. And I said, it doesn't matter what I think you should be doing because you know what you should be doing. And I wasn't there all your life. I don't know all the details. You do. You have all the answers you need. You know exactly how to make this happen. If you can dream of something, it means that it's on your menu. Because I use the, the analogy of the personal assistant, that our brain, unconscious mind, the powerful part of our brain, is like a personal assistant listening to us all the time. So whenever you... You say anything, your brain is listening and, and writing notes. So if you get up in the morning and say, oh my gosh, I look so tired. Oh, I look so uh, strong. It's going to be stressful today. It's going to be a long show at work. Oh, oh my gosh, I'm so overweight. I look old. Then your personal assistant is, is writing that down. Okay, looking old. What can I do for that? Oh, I'm going to make her forget to put her eye cream. Okay, uh, tired. Oh, okay, I'm going to make her go to bed really late and get up early. Or I'm going to make her turn around and not sleep at all. Uh, what else did she want? Oh, she wanted to be fat. Okay, what can I do? Oh, here's a chocolate bar. I'm going to make her eat that. What else does she want? She said she wanted to be stressed out in a gong show at work. I'm going to make her put herself into trouble. So somehow, whatever we say, our brain is making it happen. So we have to be careful what we think and what we say. So we need to catch ourselves, talk to ourselves, and we need to say, oh, wait a minute. Even if you just say, oh my gosh, I'm such a goof, or oh, I, I just broke something, oh, I'm so, I'm so stupid, or whatever. You have to catch yourself and say, oh, what have I said? I just placed an order. I just asked for me to be stupid. Whoa, 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 no, cancel that. I am very, very smart, thank you. And I'm very adequate, and I'm very intelligent, and I'm, and I'm great, and I'm awesome. Because that's all placing orders. And sometimes, when you go to the restaurant and you place an order, um, you can read the menu and you don't have to know how to cook the items that you're placing orders for, right? You don't have to know to cook it because the waiter's gonna go to the kitchen and the chef's gonna cook it for you. So it's the same thing with our brain. People are afraid of placing orders because they don't know how to make that happen. So people look at other people and they say, wow, I wish I was like this because they don't know how to make this happen. Or I wish I had, I, I wish I, I could write a book or I've always wanted to do that, but I don't know how to, I don't, I don't think I can, I'm not a writer. Or mm -hmm. I wish I was a winning person, or I wish I was, whatever people wish, I was able to remember names. People say I'm bad at names, you know, like whatever it is, if you can wish it, it means it's on your menu because your brain is like your chef. And if you can even have a glance of, of that dream that you want, it's because it's on your menu. Your brain would not let you dream it if it didn't have all the ingredients. But you have to place the order. So if you place the order and you say, I will write this book, I'm gonna find out how. I want to have, I want to be an author. I want to be confident. I wish I was confident like this. You know, you see some people that they're so assertive or, or very confident and calm and they always have the right thing to say. And you're like, I wish I was like that. We are all like that. We can be. Just place the order. If you can wish it, it means that you can be it. So you place your order and now your unconscious mind will be like, oh, she said she wanted to be confident. What can I do? Okay, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna give her the right answer. I'm gonna make sure that she uh, walks in the elevator at the same time that this person that's gonna help them do that. Or I'm gonna help her, oh, I'm gonna make sure that she meets Charlene so that Charlene can help me. Or I'm gonna make, you know, so, so very often, so you're shopping all the time and you're unconscious is what you're saying. Like you're, you're yeah. constantly taking orders from what you're telling yourself. And that's the thing, right? I, when I listen to a lot of speakers or, or sometimes trainers, people will just see, you know, the rah-rah on stage, right? But it's the how-to, right? So with, if you're constantly downloading, right? And I know what I would say, what do you do with your clients? What kind of, what simple things, you know, do you do to help them? Because 
I often say that the unconscious, you know, is is 95% of our, our, our operating mechanism and 5% is conscious, right? So that's very, very powerful. Uh-huh. So, you know, it's, it's okay to say two nice words and then go back to, you know, um, 93% of that being negative, but how yeah. I'm going to, you know, to the listeners, I'm a basic question I have is, okay, Natalie, what do I do? I, I try, I try yeah. and I do it and I get yeah. up and I'm good. And then I do a vision board and then I say nice things and then I don't say yeah. nice things. And then I have the chocolate. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have chocolate anyway. So why say that? <laughs> and why? So what do I do? Like, what are some yeah. basic things that you do yeah. with your clients to help them okay. out? Because I think everybody wants to feel that inner peace. Oh gosh, absolutely. So I have a three-step system. Um, the first step, um, the first step is to decide exactly what you do. You, you need to, to, to decide what you want and you need to place your order. Now, the reason why I have a three-step system is because everybody's talking about the first step and then I was always looking for, and I read three books a week and I was looking for somebody to tell me, what do you do then once you have your first step? Because everybody does the list, the smart goal. They write down everything they want, the vision board. Everybody's doing that and then what? What do you do with it? You look at it. Yeah, okay, good. And you, you, that's fine. And it's just first step. So that is my first step as well. So of course, I want to decide with the clients, what, what do you want? What's, what's the problem that you're here for? And what do you want? I, I'll give you the kitchen renovation analogy. People make a folder or a list or a smart bo- uh, a vision board. Um, so it's like making the folder with your samples to make your kitchen renovation. So you, you decide you want this countertop, you want this backsplash, these cupboards, you, you put a paint chip of the color of the wall and this hardwood floor, you put all that in your folder and then you have the plan for your kitchen renovation. It's just the folder. So you have your folder ready. It's the first step. It's important to do it. But, but it's just a folder. You can't cook in a folder. You can't entertain and invite people in a folder. It's just a folder. So I was looking for answers. And that's when I, I, I started searching and created that system because everybody stops there. They tell you to make that, that list. And then what? Nothing happens with that. <laughs> it's the folder. So some people were telling me how to install the cupboards, but over, over top of the existing cupboard. Or installing the countertop over top of the existing countertop. You, it's not going to work either. You need step two. So my step two is to gut out the old kitchen. To remove all the stuff that's there, that's in the way. So that in step three, you can install your countertop and your new cupboards and your new hardwood floor and repaint the kitchen. So the three step is very specific. So yes, the first step, we absolutely do need to put the folder together and decide what it is that you want. You want to be confident. You want to be relaxed. You want to be patient with your kids. You want to be successful. You want to be healthy, like all the things that you want. Absolutely. We have to do that specifically and, and smart and fine. But the second step is the most important one. And that's where I thrive. This is what I do. And I usually call, um, I, I give the analogy of the brain dentist, you know, like everybody floss, they brush their teeth three times a day and they do everything right. But there are some things that get stuck and we need to go to the dentist once a year, twice a year. They have special tools to remove the stuff that gets stuck. And that's what you do, Roxanne. And that's what I do. So we are like the brain dentist that remove the stuff that gets stuck. And people are not, nobody ever said, oh, shame on you. You have to go to the dentist. <laughs> oh no, of course we have to go to the dentist because they have better tools than us. And, and you can't remove it on your own anyway. You need somebody to do it for you. So this is the second step. That's what we do. So removing negative emotion, limiting beliefs. What are they? What are the, what are the beliefs that are not serving us? What are um, the bad habits that we have? Uh, what are the um, maybe the traumas uh, that that are happening? So these are that these are the things that we need to take care of. We can, um, the way I do it is through the system, is through the six layers of the brain. So there's the environment, the behavior, and then you can go on mythinkyourself.com and download the, the, the pyramids are, are all there. But the environment, in, behavior is the second layer. The third layer is the skills, the beliefs and values, 
the identity and then the life purpose. So in order to, to reprogram a brain, you need to find out where the problem is. And most people think their problem are, their problems are with behavior, eating the chocolate. Eating the chocolate is just the behavior. The cause of the problem is not the behavior. The cause of the problem is that low self-esteem. They feel like they're not worth it. They're not confident. And that's a belief in value problem. The problem is in belief in value. It's not in behavior. So you can't solve a self-confident problem with a behavioral solution by eating chocolate. Or you can't, if you feel like you are fat, you are overweight, you are chubby and people have been telling you this all your life sometimes my cousins used to call me fufun so um fufun in french means bum bum because i had a big booty <laughs> right so they used to call me like that so somehow i grew up with this you know repetition that was my nickname bum bum <laughs> so so Somehow you get this reinforcement con continually and you keep telling yourself every day that, that you might be overweight. Well, of course, um, that's not going to help. Of course, it's going gonna, it's gonna to get stronger and stronger. So if you have a belief, beliefs and value in that layer of the brain, you can't fix it by exercising and eating well. Even if you exercise and you eat well, you know, I'm sure some people that do that and still they can't lose the weight. It's because the problem is not the behavior. The problem is the belief. Or you see um, very, um, you see people that are low self-confident and then they buy an expensive car, which is environment, mm -hmm. they buy a big house. It's not going to fix their confidence problem. You need to fix the confidence problem where the problem is. So it's to identify where exactly is the problem. Is it an identity problem? Is it a life purpose problem? Is it a skill problem? So what, what is the problem? And once you identify where it is, you fix it where it belongs, right? Absolutely. And then, Absolutely. Exactly. So the way that people can do it on their own is to first write down everything that they believe about their problem. If let's say I will use the weight loss, uh, what is a, a belief that, that everybody has and maybe they have um, and what are the beliefs that are not serving them? Like um, I always gain weight at Christmas or if I lose the weight, I'll gain it back. As soon as I start eating normal stuff, I will gain it back. Um, things like when I go on holidays, I gain five pounds. Um, exercising is hard you know there's a lot of limiting beliefs so once you once you find those limiting beliefs then you rephrase them and instead of rephrasing them from uh, exercising is hard to exercising is easy that's a bit harsh like when I work with people that are going through grief for example and they say oh my gosh life sucks I'm not gonna make them rephrase that with life is beautiful I am joyful and happy no, they, I, I'm working with a couple right now. They've lost their daughter. This is awful. Like nobody should lose their children. Parents need to die first before the kids. That's what it should be, but it's, it happened. But they have a son. They, wanna, they, they need to continue to take care of the son. And so we're working together. They need to continue life, right? And we're not saying life is beautiful. We're saying things like, uh, and then you could write that down, I am willing to learn how it feels to be happy again. Right. I am in the process of loving life again. I am in the process of, so, so it's, it's a way to place an order. So then you tell you on your personal assistant, you tell your unconscious mind that the order you're placing is that you are on your way to feel better. And this feels right. When you say this out loud, I'm willing to learn how it feels to be happy again. That, that feels true. Yes, it's true. I am willing to learn this for my son. So as opposed to be saying, oh, if, 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 you, if, if you have like 100 pounds to lose and you're 300 and you say, look at yourself in the mirror and you say, I am thin, it's going to be like, yeah, right. <laughs> you can say, I am in the process of, of getting fitter. I am in the process of getting healthier. That, that is true. That can feel totally true. I am willing to learn how the brain buys into it because you're saying I'm in process. Exactly. Versus exactly. Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. And then we know everything's falling apart, but you know, it's interesting because there's such so many parallels with what you and I do, because I often say 
what part of you comes up now and name that part. How um, old is that part? If that part yeah. could have a voice, what would it say it needed? Yes, I love and, it. Yeah, and when they say, well, I needed, you know, I needed to have some kind words or I needed someone to sit and talk to me about the problem. Okay, yeah. so, you know, if unfortunately you did not have that happen at that particular time, but the competent, capable, responsible person that I see sitting across from me, I think has some skill that can help with that, couldn't they? And then they go, oh, yeah, well, I'm sure. So what could you do to be gentle and kind in your words? Maybe something small today that could help. And then they go, well, I could say, I could be nicer in my thoughts, like you said. Uh, I'm a I'm a good person, you know, or I'm a good mother, or um, you know, I'm I'm gentle and kind to people every okay. day. Then they feel, wow. So I'm able to actually do that for myself now because, like to your point, they still haven't ripped out the cupboards, Natalie. Yeah. But trying to they're trying to you know cover it up or reface it, and it still looks old, but it has some elements of new and. You know, people get lost and then they, they try it for a bit and then they fall down, you know, and then they hit their head and they go, see, it doesn't work. <laughs> exactly. So it's, because it uh, needs to be done really from, from the roots and from, from what, um, remember I was talking to you about the personal assistant in our head. It, it, it really listens to our voice. It likes it. Like my, my stepdaughter has a dog and when she comes over, um, I talk to the dog and I say, okay, Harley, sit. Harley doesn't sit because <laughs> Harley doesn't listen to me. Harley listens to Stacy, and when she says Harley sit, Harley sits because her dog listens to her voice. It's the same for our personal assistant. However, our personal assistant in our head loves two other voices even more than ours. And whenever these two voices speak, which are our parents, when your parents would say something, the personal assistant goes, whoa, oh my gosh, this is a royal order. I have to put this on top. This is really, really important. So mm -hmm. Even if your parents meant well, uh, or if your parents were morons, or if your parents didn't know how to raise kids, and because nobody came out of their mom with a with a prescription or with a, a an instruction manual, right? So most parents are stuck with, oh my gosh, now I have kids. What do I do, right? And and it is what it is. So at the end of the day, um, when as a parent we say, and if if you're listening and you have kids, be really careful what you tell your kids, uh, as opposed to say, oh my gosh, uh, don't fall, don't do this, don't do that. So we, we, we create this negative um, energy with our kids, or if, um, if they break something and they say, oh my gosh, you're such a, you're such a goof. Uh, or if your son comes back from soccer with a broken arm and say, oh my gosh, just like your dad, your dad broke his arm like five times when he was a kid. Okay, so you just placed an order and you just told your son that he's gonna break his arm four more times too because he's gonna do just like that. Um, or you say you're such a slob if they're dropping mm -hmm. something. And, and the personal assistant really listens and says, oh my gosh, my royal voice just said that I needed to be a slob. Perfect, I'm gonna make that happen. Or, or if you tell your kids, don't be too lazy or you're so this, you're so that. Well you're placing orders in your kids all the time and when we catch ourselves a question that i ask my clients all the time is what would you like instead yes. because people say these things to themselves or out loud and they tell me what they don't want so they sit down in my office and they tell me as if i was a contractor i would like you to paint my kitchen not blue well, I don't, right? Like if you tell your contractor the color you don't want, the contractor's not gonna know what to do. And people sit in my office and they say, I don't wanna be stressed anymore. I don't wanna be impatient yeah, with my kids. Yeah. I don't wanna be rushing everywhere. I don't wanna be fat. Well, what do you want? What would right. you like instead? So ask yourself, whenever you say something to yourself, whenever you say, oh my gosh, I'm so, um, I'm such a loser. What would I like instead? I would like to be, uh, and, then, and then people usually come up with another negation. They say, I would like to be not a loser, 
I would like to be not shy. Okay, well, not shy. Like if, if you close your eyes for a second and I say, do not visualize Mickey Mouse standing on top of an elephant wearing a yellow tuxedo. Even if I say, do not visualize Mickey Mouse, you still see it in your head because your brain doesn't process the, neg the negation. You still have to right. do the whole thing in your brain before you can negate it. So if you say, I want to be not shy, uh, I want to be not overweight. Your brain still sees fat and overweight and shy. So you right. want to say, what do I want? I want to be confident. I want to be healthy. I want to feel amazing. I want to, right? So what do you want instead? It's such a powerful question. Very, very powerful. And, uh, you know, like to your point, it has to fit with what's really important to the person right and i think oftentimes people will come to me and okay roxanne just tell me what to do i said okay i'm going to take out a piece of paper and i'm going to write out exactly what i watch okay i'm going to tell you what to do and i said you're going to go out here bouncing out of here thinking you have answers and in two weeks you're going to fall on your face you're going to come back and you're going to be screaming and yelling at me because yeah. it didn't work and i know what i go because it has to come from you it's within yes. you but you just have to learn, like to your point, you call it the royal voice. I call it, I look at it from an attachment perspective. Um, you know, what kind of attachment were you exposed to and what are the resources that you gained? What did you not get and what do you need to develop to, to make sure that you quiet those voices that don't serve you in the present? Yeah. Right? Have you ever had a friend, uh, Roxanne, that uh, comes to you with a brilliant idea and then they say, Roxanne, I think I'm going to do this. And you're like, Dude, I've been telling you this for three months. I'm telling you this. Or if you have kids, right? They, like they, they just come up with these ideas that they're going to do. And you're like, uh, excuse me, I've been telling you this for three months. Because they had to generate the light bulb themselves. Nobody wants an advice. Nobody wants to be told what to do. And my number one advice, I have uh, three stepkids and they come for advice all the time. And then they say, okay, tell me what, what, what should I do? And then my number one response all the time, and they, they love me for that. Um, and they don't like their dad because their dad tells them what to do and, <laughs> and they don't like it, but they like me because what I say is, I trust you do know, I trust you have the answers you have, you are very resourceful and you're going to figure it out. And then it empowers them. You are, you are very resourceful. You will figure it out. I trust you. So all of a sudden, their personal assistant tells them, you know what to do because we do have the answers. We always know. We just need somebody to tell us that it's okay to trust ourselves. It's like, you know, you open the drawer and then you look into your brain for answer. But there's so much stuff, so much crap that's accumulated that you don't see at the bottom of the drawer for the answer. You open the drawer and then there's stuff on top. There's anger, fear, trauma, bad habits. There's so many things that you have to go all dig through this before you can see the answer. Or you're, you're doing something in the kitchen or you're, you're working on your computer and trying to catch up from work or whatever. And then your kid comes behind you and then you turn around and you go, what? And then you're like, oh, this is not how I wanted to respond. Because you opened the drawer and then you responded with anger because that's what was on top, unfortunately. You, it's not like you didn't know that you wanted to say, what, sweetie, what can I do for you? This is what you really wanted to say. You know, it's not like you don't know the answer. You know what you should have said. But we, we say, oh, I should, have said, I should have said this. I should have done that. We should have all over ourselves all the time. And it's not serving us. The, the thing is, we want to have access to that right answer right away. So by getting rid of all the stuff that's in the drawer, that's step two of the system, getting rid of all this anger, fear, hurt, sadness, guilt, and bad habits, traumas, limiting belief. Then when you open the drawer, you have the answer. So your kid comes behind you and right away you'll turn and say, yes, sweetie, what can I do for you? And, and when you're put on the spot at work during an, a, an open meeting where, where everybody's looking at you, you will have the right answer. Because usually what happens is there's stress and, and people get nervous and, oh my gosh, I'm caught off guard. And then you're on your way back home. Oh, I should have said this. I should have done that. Or sometimes it's seconds later. 
the moment has passed because right away in that instinct, you responded with whatever was on top because there was too much crap accumulated. So that's what you and I do. We, we help people removing that crap, that stuff that they don't want to respond with. They want to respond with the real answer that they have. They have it. Right. And then they respond by in a, what I call a hyper aroused state which puts us into, I want to hit the accelerator in the car, but I'm going to teach you how to pump lightly on the brake to slowly come to a stop because the mechanisms are at play in your, in your body that says, do something and do something now. Yes. I'm going to teach you the opposite of what, how to touch it lightly. You're still understanding where it's taking you, but yeah. you're not going to react in a way to kind of address the adrenaline and cortisol that's making you kind of crazy in your body because your body's saying, do something, help me, help me. And in fact, it's really, okay, well, that's based on the past. Well, that's based on the future. What's happening right now? Well, I'm kind of concerned that my boss is trying to make me look incompetent. Okay, well, I see what I see where he's trying to take me. Okay, do I know that to be true? Well, it's- Yeah, yeah, says who, right? So that's we're making okay, this so up. Let me, let me just, calm down, take a breath, respond to this, and then figure out how I'm going to deal with him differently. That said, it takes, it takes practice, right? To be able to do that. Would you agree with that? It takes Absolutely. practice to say, you know, okay, I get what's happening. I'm going to do something now to stop it. I'm going yeah. to interface with something different and I'm going to expect a different outcome, which is, it's, it's, it's quick. It's easier said than done, but again, through repetition and practice, I'm sure your clients get it like my clients do too. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, what I'm, this has been fantastic. I can see how many alignments you and I actually have with what we do now where you, I know you wanted to offer a package to people that are listening. So I wanted you to tell them about that and where they can get a hold of you. So, so should anybody, I know you have consultations that people can do, um, on your website, those types of things. So tell them about the package and then tell them where they can get a hold of you, Natalie. Okay, so uh, they can go to uh, thinkyourself.com or dnalifecoaching.com, um, both my websites. And um, in the shop section, there's, or you can even just go in the packages section. There, uh, there's a package that is an introductory uh, package. Um, it's a four session. So we have, uh, we, we can actually do one little specific problem and go through the three-step system. So we do one session to um, get to know each other. Um, and then we go one session for the desire, the DNA system. So one session for the D, the desire. One session for the N, the new you. We do some clearing, uh, removing and gutting out the old kitchen. And then one session for the A. Uh, so then we actualize and we reinstall a few uh, good habits into the system. So that package is $700. Um, and I also offer 15 minutes free calls. So um, if anybody would like to just have a, a quick 15 minutes call, you can get a hold of me at Natalie, N-A-T-H-A-L-I-E, at dnalifecoaching.com. Um, and um, I have some events coming up in Vancouver as well. So March 23rd, I'm doing Think Yourself a Coach. That's for a fitness professional. I'm doing uh, Think Yourself a Sales Pro on um, March 24th. It's a four hour event on sales. If you, if, even if you're not in sales, if you have your own business, if you're an entrepreneur, uh, if you have kids, you have to sell them on broccoli. <laughs> if you have a spouse, you have to sell them on the movie you want to watch. So think yourself as sales pro is, is a really um, good um, system to learn how to reprogram your brain to be a better salesperson. So sales really, um, is kind of a think yourself a confidence pro, right? Uh, and then April uh, eight, I have think yourself a communication pro. So um, we uh, have developed a system to uh, determine what type of personality you are, because there's big four big quadrant. You can be a leader, a supporter, and um, a thinker or an influencer. So there's four different uh, type of personality. And by knowing which type you are the most, you can start to acquire the um, qualities of the other uh, profile, the other styles that maybe you would like to have more of and how to communicate with people that are around you. Um, very often the example that I give is the man that um, is very auditory and his wife leaves the kitchen, uh, leaves the garbage bag in the middle of the kitchen for him to see 
that he needs to take it out. And then they come back at, they come back at night and then the garbage bag is still there. And then the woman says, well, why didn't you take the garbage bag out? He said, oh, you never told me to, but she's visual. So she really thought that he would see it, but he said, never told me because he needs to hear it because he's auditory. So we need to speak the other person's language. Um, and sometimes there are some people that we choose, like our friends, we choose to be with them because very often it's because we are the same style and we fit well together. But sometimes we don't, we don't choose people that are around us. Sometimes our, your sister-in-law or, or your daughter-in-law or, or maybe uh, some co-workers or people that are around you or in the, the, the family um, we, we, we have not chosen. And they're amazing people. It's just that you have a different language. You just have to figure out what's their style and, and how to speak all four languages so that you can get along with everybody and have a great time because everybody is amazing. Everybody is. Just learn, learn to see the gifts with what they are. Well, Natalie, this has been a, a complete pleasure. Um, for all the listeners, um, yet again, what an amazing uh, message. Uh, the message that I got today is rip down the old cupboards before you put up some new ones. And for more on Authentic Living with Roxanne, I have a free download. It's a webinar series on intimacy. So if you go to roxanderhodge.com forward slash sex, that will give you two video downloads on how to increase intimacy and communication uh, to, in order to have better um, sex lives and just general communication outside of the bedroom. So thanks so much again, Natalie. It has been fantastic. And I, I hope that we can do some things here in Ontario when you come out. Absolutely. Okay, so thank you. Thank you.